Hey man, I think it's real funny how I did an interview with Maine and he asked me which podcast I've done over these last almost a hundred episodes coming up soon, man. But anyway, <laughs> he asked me which one I done. That's my favorite episode, and I told him the one I did with Brian and- Andrews. Ugh, my bad, dog. Brian Andrews about entrepreneurship. That was my favorite one. Well, this one right here we about to get into, dog. Bro, this is my favorite podcast right here, dog. I think this is the best one I've ever done, bro. I'm gonna make sure this intro is not too long because last week I gave y'all way too long of an intro. So I'm gonna play this little song, dog, and we spin it right into the podcast, bro. I hope y'all enjoy this shit as much as I did. Check, my check. <laughs> Another episode of Sit Down with Slim. We got the beautiful Jamila in the house. How you doing today? I am doing fantastic today, despite I got through my little stomach hurt and I had to pray about it so I could get here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you to yeah, you me. told me, uh, you said you messed up on your diet. I know how that is. Yeah, I decided that I was going to rebel on my self-care weekend and eat something that I shouldn't. And my body said, fuck you, girl. And you shouldn't have ate that. So I had to deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, for the people listening, I actually met Jamila. uh, Maine was producing podcasts and he told me that he had too many podcasts on his plate right now. So he introduced me to their podcast. And I thought it was interesting. I thought it was going to be another... uh, um, male bashing podcast i was like oh man i don't know how i'm gonna sit through a whole hour of women talking about yeah that man ain't shit (laughs) i I don't know how i'm gonna do this and the first time y'all came i think the topic was something about um uh men don't know how to let go or something Our, our women don't know how to let go and men don't know how to something women don't women men don't know when to let go yeah and women don't know how yeah that was the topic. And I was like so shook after I like heard y'all record because I was like, women always sit down and do podcasts and act like they know everything about a man when it's like we're all different. But mm-hmm. y'all was speaking of it from like both point of views. And then y'all was also leaving a little gray area to things that y'all didn't know about. And I was like, this is amazing. Right, because you can't, you can't, you can only elaborate on your experience. And I think that's what me and Kayla always try to do is. 
we uh, we come up with the topics off of stuff that we experience in our day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. And we go, okay, let's talk about this. Because if we struggle with this, somebody else struggle with this too. So let's talk about it. And we try not to be biased to the other person or just pro for the women because we do shows just for men too. Yeah. Like we need y'all to understand this about men and we do shows just for the women. So it's just a it's I guess it's balanced. That's what it is. Do you listen to any of those type podcasts that's about the like male bash and stuff? So just giving a share right. I kind of really don't listen to a lot of podcasts at yeah. all. I just know what's in my heart and what it is that I want to talk about. And I don't listen to male bashing anything because I love black men. (laughs) 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 See, we love to hear that. (laughs) I don't, I ain't about to, I'm not about to, and I don't let women bash men in front of me either. Cause it's like, at what point are you going to take accountability for your part and whatever you bashing him for? I said that on the podcast recently. I said it. It's a lot of women that's like approaching 40 and they still bashing men and they still single. And it's like, when are you going to realize that it's you? Because I know some women that's over 50 and they still haven't realized it. That common denominator in all them situations was you, baby girl. <laughs> like, you really have to step out of it and look at yourself. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do is just to step back and be like, well, maybe I was a bitch to him. Maybe that's why he didn't like me. Well, maybe I should have held my tongue when he said that. Maybe we wouldn't be here right now. Just own <laughs> accountability for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But a lot of us, we just feel free to fly off at the mouth, say what we want, when we want, how we want. And I think we forget that y'all got feelings. Yeah. So you can say something to me and it hurt my feelings. And I can tell you that you hurt my feelings. But if I say something to you and hurt your feelings, you're supposed to take that shit. You ain't supposed to say nothing. You ain't, Jamila, that hurt my... You ain't supposed to say nothing. And that's yeah. how women operate. Like, we could say, and a woman to cut you up with her mouth. A woman will cut you up and chop you down like a tree yeah with her mouth especially a black woman so <laughs> we gotta sometimes you just gotta step back and say you know what what i said to him would i want somebody to say that to me and that's kind of how i'm i balance out all my relationships is i treat people how i want to be treated and it just flows for me like that something else y'all talked about on that episode that i was super glued to was basically about like situationships and women being in relationships uh in their mind not knowing that they're not in a relationship so it's kind of one-sided oh yeah oh yeah 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 you make a whole whole scenario up in your brain and once you make that scenario up that's true (laughs) and and you could be like baby i ain't i ain't go over there i don't know what you're talking about yes you do Yes, you do, cause so and so says she seen you over there. I know that you was over there, and they, it could be the furthest thing from the truth. Like I had an experience, right? Uh-huh. I went to Myrtle Beach, um, for Bike Week like a few years ago, and I accompanied my friend from Philly, and his people was down here from Philly that rode bikes, and so the girls, the ladies had one house, the ladies was on the beach, and the guys had a condo like maybe like two miles away from the beach. Mm-hmm. Bruh. So the ladies is calling a man bugging, like extra, extra read all about it, extra. Yeah. I'm the only woman there with the guys because I was with him and he lived in Myrtle Beach. So we just went and met them. So it's not like we planned a trip with them for us to have rooms. So I'm like, where we post, where we sleeping at? And he's like, on the let out. Yo, I swear, when we came from the from the strip, it was probably like eight guys. 
and this is eight grown men. They came in, they bullshitted with each other for a minute. They talked about the girls on the bikes and the stuff at the strip for like 30 minutes. After that, everybody went to their rooms. It was quiet the whole night. You cannot tell a women that that's how the night went down. <laughs> and I was dead, so I can tell you that that's how the night went down. Like, they didn't bother me. How many me. phones did you hear ringing while they were sleeping? Bruh, we went, the next morning we got up and we went to breakfast, right? Uh-huh. And one of the guy's phones had died that night. Oh, why did his phone die? And so we at breakfast, his wife kept calling him and kept calling but the phone was dead yo i think she hit every homeboy at the table like yo <laughs> oh, i thought you, you were gonna tell me she came down there uh-uh. you went so and so tell him i'm calling him like yo ma his phone is dead and she like well why is his phone dead because he didn't charge it that's why the phone's <laughs> dead like you know what i'm saying and she just was she was going above and beyond and he was sitting having breakfast and leaving breakfast to go buy trinkets for his family to take home you couldn't have told her that you because she would have believed that he was down there tricking off because that's what men do but let me be clear and guys i got your back on this one guys chill different than women why you say that because y'all actually chill a little bit women actually turn up like how we think y'all turn up that's why we accuse y'all to turn up like that because that's how we turn up see <laughs> i always wondered that because i was just talking to somebody about this recently and I was like, I'm not about to be with no woman that go out and, and get drunk and be getting wild all the time because it's like now I'm it's like I'm switching roles because I'm the one that drinking stuff. You know what I'm saying? Even though I'm going to be honest, when I drinking and I'm chilling, that's what I'm doing. I'm not getting drunk and being like, man, I got to go to the club to go look at some ass or something. You're chilling. Yeah. Because that's what y'all do. Y'all be chilling. In our heads, y'all not chilling. <laughs> y'all doing... God knows what with who knows what and where the hell are you? We have no idea. And that's just making up the assumption. Like you said, we, t- we talked about the woman to make if, if we assume it in our heads it's absolutely true. And you have to get away from the assumption and trust your mate. If you with him, you should yeah. trust him. If you ask him a question and he say no, the answer is no. I think that's what it's about. It's the trust thing. It's the trust thing. And a lot of women also carry the baggage from past relationships into the new relationship so yeah he said he may be doing this by last last time i caught that nigga at keisha house and i knew he was at keisha house and he said he ain't over there but he is <laughs> see i can't deal with stuff like that I you got either. you got, got one time. time to show me that and i'm done like every time a time. female ever went through my phone i was done after that i'm like nah, i'm done because you're gonna find something i'm done anyway so <laughs> because, and you're looking so you're gonna find something to yeah. make it make an issue about even if it ain't nothing to make an issue about it'd be like yo why you like her picture on instagram yeah uh because that's what you do on instagram like you scroll and you hit the the, the heart button that's what you do you like it right so what's the issue but why you like her picture? Well, bitch, why you mad about me liking her picture? <laughs> like, you know, you just got to be like. I think I said that on y'all podcast. I was talking about how, like, we like looking at certain stuff on social media that we don't really want in real life. Like, the fake ass look good on social media, but I don't really want no girl with no fake ass. But for me, it's more like it's deeper than that because it's like getting your body done and getting plastic surgery is like the biggest red flag for insecurity in the world it's like hey look at me i'm insecure about myself like that's the biggest sign i agree and disagree and i will say i disagree for the fact that i have a friend that just recently did 
some plastic surgery. Not plastic surgery. She got work done to her body. But it was to build her personal self-confidence. Not that she... I mean, it could be wanted, case by case, though. Yeah, it, yeah, it's case by case scenario. But most of them, a lot of the time, they it, the root of it is insecurity. See, and I'm not even talking about, like... A breast lift or a breast reduction. I'm not talking about stuff oh, like that. Oh, you talking about I'm I talking want a Nicki Minaj yes, booty. Dump uh, okay. truck booty. Uh, that ain't gonna move. <laughs> yes. Dump truck booty, <laughs> lip injections. I'm talking about that. I'm not talking about no, you get a, a breast about... reduction or some implants to a C cup because you don't have no breasts. Okay. I'm not talking about nothing like that. Okay, okay. You I'm talking, talking about dump truck you're booty. You talking about Chloe Kardashian. Yes. Like, dump truck booty, restructuring the jaw, lip injection, Botox, all that. Bro, I seen a picture of Khloe Kardashian. I didn't even know that was her. I was like, that ain't the girl. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know none of them when I see them because they all look alike. And then on top of that, they all like look different from when I first seen them on the scene. Well, message out to the men, right? And to the guys that got the babies by the Kardashians. Just know that they DNA didn't change. And they, if you have kids with them, they still going to look like how they was going to look <laughs> in the beginning. Because she done went and did her lips, her butt, her everything. The baby ain't going to look like that. Nah. The baby ain't going to look like that. The baby going to look like how they looked when they was young. Period. So... I just want y'all to know y'all out here with these women changing their whole self. They, y'all children going to look like how they used to look when they was kids. Me and my homeboy was talking about that recently because I was like, um, he's one of them like real big conspiracy theorists. So he always finds a, a conspiracy with everything. And he was like, yeah, man, just the ideal of a woman is just changing. He was like, they just don't make them like they used to. And I was like, I'm not necessarily going to say that. I'm just going to say People are our followers, so they're going to follow, like, what's hot right now. And what's hot is getting on social media and, and, and twerking. Like, I never understood. It's a lot of women I respect. I never understand why on their birthday they post naked pictures dancing. And I'll be like, dang, why that day? <laughs> why that day you want to get wild? trying to wear their birthday suit. I'm saying, like, why, though? Like, why there? I don't know. I can't tell you, Slim, because I ain't never took no naked pictures and posted them on my birthday now this year my birthday <laughs> i did share some like oh she real grown and sexy pictures but it was nothing that my daughter would be like oh my god why my mama post this if she find it in 10 years she'll be like oh my mother was she was looking good she was doing her thing i don't know why women do that i, I can't speak on that because i don't know because i wouldn't do that and i'm not a fan of um taking pictures just like i don't know i i, I don't know i don't know yeah I, um, I mean you introduced us to only fans when we was here and i was like yo yeah. what is that and now i know You've what only fans is now, and now i'm thinking about making one like hey like, <laughs> what you gonna do on the only fans i don't know i don't know i gotta figure it out maybe i could do foot fetishes or something you know man you it's see a tweet that went viral this morning on twitter and homie was like man i spent 30 dollars on this girl's only fan and she's frying chicken in every video <laughs> <laughs> yo so i mean like maybe my platform for life coaching i mean if you want to come in and you want to get some of my information you got be my only fan and to get this information you got to pay for it I mean, like that's what only fans is supposed to be about it just so happened all the porn stars went over to only fans and oh. decided to give it that you know that negative name I'm not necessarily going to call that negative because we definitely need porn in our life. But <laughs> We definitely need porn in our <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, we need porn. I ain't even going to sit here and play around. We got to have some porn. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Ain't nobody trying to do no uh, chain gang activities. Uh-uh. We need the porn. Okay, we need the porn. Yeah. Slim said the world needs porn. <laughs> Most definitely. Where would we be without it? We gotta have that. <laughs> Why wouldn't we oh have that? Oh my God, that is not a must have. That's a must have. I'm sorry, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> you must have water. <laughs> you, that was funny, so it's a must have. Man, we gotta have a porn. I don't know. But not... Um, um, to end that episode, last thing y'all said that really caught me off guard. I am impressed. I am impressed with myself right now and oh, Kayla because you remember this and this was like February. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, um, you remember I the content Maine. in our podcast. That means that we did a phenomenal fucking job. And I honestly listened back. Like, the next day, I listened back to it. And I never do that when I produce people podcasts. Like, I literally put it on my phone and then I. I went for like a jog and I was listening to it. Nice. I was like, I like this. This is cool. Uh, but so, the biggest thing y'all talked about that I was interested in because I kind of disagreed with y'all, but the points y'all had was interesting. Y'all was talking about polygamy. And I was like, dang, it's crazy that two women is talking about polygamy. And I disagree. But I'm like, these points is interesting. Oh my gosh, what did we say? <laughs> Y'all basically was Kayla, like, it could, it could be a whole bunch of stuff that comes yeah. out of our mouths. Y'all basically was talking about how um, uh, y'all would be open to it. Absolutely, but it it comes with rules and stipulations. Like if you're gonna be a man and have two women, you got to be up for the task to handle two women. Okay, and. It's not just a financial thing. It's mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and every aspect you have to be ready for it. And I look at it far as, like, legacy building. Um, if you think about it, if me and Slim was married and Slim was, Slim was a contract developer, right? And he developed uh, subdivisions. And I was a realtor, and I was his wife. And I know then, people that do that also. And then uh, our other, his other wife, um, was the mortgage mortgage lender, mortgage broker. Um, we could run it straight through us. We don't need nobody else. Who we need? Mm-hmm. He going out finding the property. I'm gonna sell the property, and she's gonna fund the property. So it works. But it has to be something like I want to say that's going to build a legacy for a family. I think that's how you build real legacies because everyone has a role and everyone has something that they're bringing to the table to fulfill. Yeah, something that makes sense. Yeah, and I think that we struggle so much because we have adapted this Western lifestyle of not being in community or not practicing polygamy. Just think about same scenario me and you and her and we got two kids and she got two kids right mm-hmm. she come in with the two kids while she may be late at the office writing up mortgages from the houses that i just did but i'm off i could go home and feed the kids i could go home and get everybody together i could make sure that everything still operates and take pressure off of her or if today i'm sick and i can't do nothing then she could step in but we see it as competition when the reality is a lot of y'all out here doing it anyway <laughs> because he got you, 
I know a guy back home word like he got three kids and one project building on different floors. Oh yeah, you told me about that too that day. So at that point, y'all might as well just get it together. Like yeah. it'll save money too. It'll save money, time, and energy. Instead of me taking my baby to school by herself, you could take all of them to school. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna pick all of them up. And then she gonna feed all of them. Like, why we can't do that? I just don't I feel like we have we lack community and we look at it we look at relationships as ownership. And relationships are not ownership. That's the big issue I think we have. When you get with somebody, it's like, you're mine. It's like, baby, if I decide to walk out of here tomorrow, I could go. Like, and you can't say nothing about it if I decide to get up and leave tomorrow. Nipsey Hussle said that. He said, you just get to experience people. You don't get to possess them. Period. And we want to possess people. And you can't. So, uh, what would you think about a woman that wanted multiple husbands? So, I am that woman. <laughs> <laughs> How would that work, though? I have to know. How would that um, work? So, that would have to... Now, that far as me dealing with black men and loving black men, I don't know how that'll work with two, two, two masculine energies. I have no idea how, how it will work, but what I would envision for it to work is for me to openly be able to communicate with both of them and they know what's going on and they okay with it. And I'm not going outside of either them two. And being that I'm asking them, if they wasn't my husbands and I was just like in a relationship, like this is what we doing. If they decided to sleep with somebody else, please just come and consult with me first. Like if you want to go and have sex with another woman, come holler at me first. Don't just go off and fuck Keisha and then Keisha get pregnant and you come back with a sob face like, yo, I got to tell you something. <laughs> yo, uh, I think I was messing with this girl and I got Keisha pregnant. Like, let me know so we could be prepared. If something happened as a family, as a unit. Yeah. But I don't know if any American black men are ready for that kind of relationship. Oh, I know I couldn't. Their egos like is that. too big. I wouldn't want multiple wives neither, though. Be- just because, especially this week right here, I had like a little rough week. And the week just started. I had a rough week uh, Bro, dealing with Tuesday. women. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's Tuesday. It's funny. I told my homeboy that this morning. I said, "Bro, I'm having a rough week with women this week." And he was like, "Bro, it's Tuesday." What's I was go, like, "No, it's on? rough." What's going on? I don't know. I'm like, man, it got to be me, because I'm like, it just, it just got to be me. Like, it's always, I don't know. Okay, I'll tell you one scenario. One scenario, because I, because I was a customer in one scenario. Um, I hit up a young lady to do some work for me, and. I don't know. She just had an attitude. And I'm talking about just attitude after attitude. And she was like, I'm going to have to charge you for this. I'm going to have to charge you for that. And I was like, Shawty, you late. <laughs> like, you were supposed to deliver yesterday. Why are you talking about more fees? Like, can I get what you were supposed to give me first? You know what I'm saying? And she just kept, like, getting angry, like, raising her voice. And I'm like, it wasn't this about is unprofessional. You. It wasn't about you. But I'm saying, like, why do people do that in professional settings? That's what trips me up. Because they don't know what the right way... They don't know how to properly uh, handle their own emotions. So she could have been completely overwhelmed with another situation. Mm-hmm. And was and like... she took it out on me. Yeah, and you was like, yo, you were supposed to come yesterday. And she's like, all right, well, I ain't making yesterday, so this is what you're going to pay today. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
all right, we ain't gonna talk about yesterday. Let's deal with today, right now. Like, let's not deal with that. It depends on. It, it really depends on what she was going through at the moment. You know, we emotional. Yeah, I think that's what it be. So too. it wasn't really. I don't think she was probably upset with you. It was just she probably had a lot going on, and a lot of us carry so much that we never talk about. That just the smallest agree. thing could be like ah, oh, just take you over the edge, and you'd be like, damn. And then once you think about it, like she may have thought about it and been like, yo, Slim ain't do nothing to me. But she may lack accountability and couldn't call you to say, hey, yo, my bad. I ain't mean to handle you like that this morning. I'm sorry. That's something else I was talking about with my friend. I was uh, telling the situation about, I was telling him how, um, like, I grew up, I didn't grow up really around a lot of family, a lot of women. So the one person I always go back off of is my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom doesn't do no accountability, <laughs> no self-reflection, no apologies, oh. none of that. It's just, oh, I did that? Oh, yeah, it's over. Let's move forward. Yo, You want to go out eat? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When guys share with me or when people tell me stuff that I do back to me, oh, it is the funniest shit yeah. in the world. I'd be like, yo, I said that. And I'd be like, yeah, it sounds like something I would have said. oh my god like it'd be crazy stuff like i am really like low-key real real silly so the stuff that i say be off the chain and i am so honest that it's just like either i have a A lot of guys probably don't know how to handle that though they do not especially from women oh no it's offensive they'd be like who you think you're talking to you what you doing (laughs) like instance for instance i have a friend right Uh that he he texts me what's up i haven't seen him in months due to he's a physician and he's messing with COVID 19 and it's like yo it's not safe for you to probably even see me so i'm like all right cool but can i talk to you so he texts me hey what's up i called him because i want to talk i don't want to text so he texts me back like oh i see you don't want to communicate uh, how did you come up with that assumption when I called you back twice? Like, how you come up with that? And I called you twice. Yeah. No, what the issue is, is that I'm not, I don't want to communicate like you want me to communicate. So that's the problem. Just say that. But when you call some, when call men out like that, it's like, oh, who she thinks she talking to? She got balls. And they just say what they want. I got another one. I told him, we talking. He said, I'm insecure. I said, well, I'm not a woman for an insecure man. Oh, that's weird. I never heard a man even speak, but speak of that. But it was him because we open and honest. Like, you got to be open and honest talking to me because I'm a, first of all, I'm a life coach. So I'm going to pull some shit out of you that you probably didn't even want to tell me anyway because I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions, right? Yeah. So when he said it, I just was like, well, I'm not a woman for an insecure man. And I left it at that. And I'm going to leave it at that. So if we have another instant to where... He brings up his insecurity. All I'm going to say again is. Do you mind sharing what the insecurity was? He didn't really give me the details of what his insecurity is. And I can't. So he just said it and left it alone. We he's he's like he has insecurities when it comes to women. Okay. And I have this really big flirtatious personality. So it's like. eh. Oh, I get I get a jealousy issue. Like I tell people that all the time. One of the biggest things about me that I don't think nobody know is when I was, especially when I was younger, I had real bad jealousy issues. 
Like I'll be like, man, she like homie over there. He lame. You know what I'm saying? I used to be on that. And then so when she would come holler at me, I I'd be like, man, I can't really take her serious because she like she like people like this. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I I don't know what I don't know what the the jealousy or insecurity comes from within that person. But I mean, I hope it's something that doesn't hinder us from having a further relationship because I am really not a woman. For a man that has jealousy or insecurities. Yeah, I um I told that to one of my partners recently. Um we got another friend and he was talking about like how strong his his girlfriend was. He he was referring to her as the mature version of him and he basically was telling telling us like, Yeah, man, like she's strong, like she be toting guns, like if something happened, I know she'll be the one to shoot. And I started scratching my head, I was like, So what she need you for? <laughs> that part If she the protector What she need you for then Literally like She don't need you for nothing then You literally just here Just to lay up And my daddy raised me like that Like anything that I used to ask my dad To do for me He would never do it for me He would be like Alright let me show you Yeah So I'm probably one of those women That really don't need men For Too much Because like I can figure it out But Let me say this Ladies, ladies, I said that. Let me recant that. I'm going to take that back because we do need y'all, even the strong ones, (laughs) because our brains operate totally, totally different. Nia Long said that before and I almost just started melting. Yo, okay. Let me take that back. So for physical and certain certain things, I may not need a man. But when it comes down to like just life in general, y'all, they important for real, for yeah. real, because they bring in logic and functionality into stuff. So like, I'm preparing my space to open up my office, right? <laughs> and my brother is helping me, and I just want the shit to be cute, slim. I just yeah. wanted to be like, oh my god, when you walk in, like this, this is so dope. My brother's like. Where's your measuring tape? I'm like, what do I need that for? <laughs> he like, oh my God, what is she doing? So I'm just painting, y'all. I'm painting. I'm doing whatever I want to do because of how I feel and how I want it to look. He coming in. He got the measuring tape. He making measurements. He taking down notations. He's doing this to make sure it's functional. If he had not been with me, who's to say what the hell I would have been doing? So I had to... Know my place I just stepped back And was like You know what You got this You got this I'm a rock with Whatever it is You say we need to do Because clearly I wouldn't have thought About that So we tiled the floor Right mm-hmm. We tiled the floor From the middle of the floor And not the corner If I would have did it I would have definitely Started from the corner And cornered myself <laughs> Cornered myself And tiling the floor Right Yeah. But that's not how he did it How he did it It was smart I was like wow I wouldn't have thought about that because I definitely wouldn't have did this shit. It's funny. The last woman I had on my podcast, she said the same thing you're saying right now. She said she moved to Augusta and she met a guy at Limelight and he helped her move. And that's when she was like going through a breakup. She's like, I don't need a man for nothing. She said, but after they moved all that furniture, she was like, "Never mind, I need man. Period. (laughs) Like, hands down. Like, it's, it's just a balance that they give to you that you don't even think that you really need until they ask till a man comes into your life and provides it for you. Then you're like, oh, that's what I was missing. No wonder I've been fucking this shit up because I've been missing completely out on this kind of balance. 
So yeah, my brother and he posted about it. He I was like, why he do me like that? He was like, yo, my sister just want this shit to look cute. I'm like, does it measure? Does, does it fit? I'm like, yo, should I get a real big desk? He was like, well, did you measure the wall for the desk? I was like, why should I have to do that? Like, <laughs> just put the damn desk in here. He like, no, you can't get a desk no longer than five feet. Okay, I was like, oh, okay, all right. So you just gotta let them lead some time, digress, and just let them do them. Cause sometimes they know better. They ain't operating in their feelings. They operating in logic and emotion, and you in your feelings. Yeah, that's definitely true. Because I feel like everybody just have their parts. Everybody has their roles. That's why I hate getting into debates about double standards. Cause I'm like, we both just totally different. So it's like, why are we even talking about double standards? Unless it's like something that makes sense, like equal pay or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It depends. It depends. I've learned a lot in my in my uh, in my coaching to become a life coach, and I am an extreme execution life coach, guys. And uh, we specialize in giving us giving you a questionnaire. You go through a questionnaire first, which is an assessment on your personality and your behavior type, mm. which is very freaking interesting. Because mine was like. All I did way. one about uh, the leadership test. I did that one before. So this is a disc assessment. Mm-hmm. And it shows you that how you said the double standard thing, that shouldn't even exist because we could be married and I could be a dominant person. So I could be a pilot. And if I'm a pilot, you know what pilots usually do. Pilots come in, they make decisions, they fly planes, they they are uh, really outgoing and they they know what they want. They know a pilot has to make executive decisions all the time mm-hmm. because everyone's life is in their hands, right? Then you have me. I'm the flight attendant. So I am the person that give you the warm and the fuzzies and make you feel good and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Like I know that that's my strength, right? That's my superpower. Then you have the air traffic controller. The air traffic controller is not going to do what the flight attendant does nor what the pilot does. But the air traffic controller is very key because they telling you what you can and cannot do. And where you can and cannot go. And where go. you can and cannot go. Mm-hmm. Then you have the grounds crew. If we didn't have a grounds crew, when you got to L.A., you wouldn't have your bag and you'd be mad. Right? So the grounds crew keep everything flowing. They don't have nothing to do. with. They ain't making decisions like the pilot. That's not what they do. They go along with a system. Right? And so we learn that we all have these different personality and behavior types. And when you can identify it in your partner, it make everything easier. Oh my God. It make everything easier. Like when I realized through my assessment that I was strictly a flight attendant, like 99% flight attendant and, and my adaptive is 91. So I am just seriously like a That's people's it. person yeah. all the way. Tell me systems and order and stuff like that. Miss me with that shit. I don't I don't got time for that. Because <laughs> I am yeah. not an air traffic controller at all. And I don't adapt to that. That's not what I'm about to do. I do my best <laughs> in my life, but that's not what I do. When we can figure that out in our relationships, and you could look at somebody and be like, all right, so you're a pilot, so I'm going to just let you do what pilots do. Then you won't have a double standard. Because then you're operating in a person's superpower. So if your wife is better at making decisions, why you got to be the head? If she better at it, period, and her intent is to 
be uh, to make sure that the family is in order, let her make the decisions. I agree because most of the time in uh, relationships, the woman is better with the money. Even it, though the man might make more money in certain situations, still let her manage it. Because especially, especially people I know, they're horrible with money. It depends because I know men that are extremely good with budgeting mm-hmm. and keeping order. And, it depends who it is. But the man that I'm talking about is an air traffic controller. He don't even understand me because I'm a flight attendant and I'm all about the experience. Like, how is it going to make me feel? Yeah. He like, did you get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven done before you decide to talk about how you going to feel? And I'm like, what are you talking about? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> So then it brings, it it causes issues. But when you can identify, everybody should do this assessment. Guys, everybody should do this assessment. Mine was so interesting to even how I interact with people and Mm -hmm. how people should interact with me, what kind of work environment I should be in, what works for me. What it was like, I was reading it like, whoa. And the first time I read it, I was sober. The second time I read it, I was high. That shit was like, whoa, who told them all of this about me? (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yo, who told them all of this stuff about me? I was like calling my daughter like, yo, read this. Read this. And she was like, that's you. I said, all the way. So it's very detailed, Psychology guys. Psychology is crazy, Yo. too. Figuring out people and how people are and what makes them tick. Bruh. I'm real interested in so it. So interested. So Eric Thomas Eric Thomas is uh, is the trainer for, for uh, the ex- Extreme Execution Life Coaches. So it's through ET's platform. And he shares his story about him and his wife. And like, why we could, me and my wife was always arguing. Always arguing. But clearly, right, E.T. would be a flight attendant like me, right? Because uh-huh. that's what he does. He's people person. Yeah. His wife is a D. So he said, my wife is a D. And the reason why we was always arguing was because I'm talking about my feelings and she's talking about facts. She don't care about my feelings. <laughs> what I feel should be done. She just want to get it done. Yeah. And he was like, when I realized that, and I was able to take away how I felt about certain things and just dealt with the facts. Well, argue the more. See, I'm the same way. Like I'm the person who his wife is. And I noticed that people will love you and hate you for that. At the same time, it's kind of like, I always say the infamous, uh, while line, like they're going to love you for your ambition, but they also going to hate you for your ambition. Also like a girl would be like, Oh, I love him. He's so ambitious. And he's always just thinking about work, but then she'll kick it with you and be like, Oh, all he do is work. He boring. He ain't got no time for me. Yeah, he boring. I can't. Nah, I can't rock with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and only 12% of the world are pilots. Mm. Only 12% of the whole world are pilots. So, yeah, people are going to not like it. That's a crazy they, number. Because they can't make decisions like you can make decisions. They don't operate how you operate. So, that's like I had a person when I was selling cars. I had a guy come in and he was a straight pilot. Straight pilot, air traffic controller. That I'm now looking at it, he had to be both of those. He came in. He said, "I want to look at this uh, cross track Subaru." I was like, "Okay, prime, no fine." So I'm going. I'm talking and talking and talking. Being a flight attendant, he don't care shit about what I'm saying. He's like, "Can I take the car home for my wife to see it?" I was like, "Um, sure, you can take the car home for your wife to see it." I gave him the keys. He left. He came back. He said, "I like it, but it's a scratch on it. Can you give me another one?" Gave him another one. He took the car to his wife. He came back. He came back with his checkbook. He said, here you go. 
He didn't. I didn't have to fluff him up, talk to him, sell him nothing. That's who I am. Because he had already did all of the research before he came in there. So me talking was gonna push him out the door. Mm-hmm. Cause it been like, why is she talking to me? I don't need her to talk to me. I already looked this up. I know what I want. You was real good at selling cars, weren't you? Because if you understand that, I know you were selling the hell out of some cars. I stopped selling cars and I started doing one-on-ones like this with people. And I got, I was really, really good at that. Uh-huh. And he just was like, I don't want that. And the same guy, after I stopped selling cars, he still remembered me and was referring people to me. And the, sa- the people he was referring, just like him. Hey, I want to see this. Can I have this? Boom, 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 boom. Sell done. 30 minutes. Sell a whole car. Mm. I ain't had to do shit. He knew what he wanted. But somebody like me coming in, I would have had to make me feel good about it because I'm about to get you for this 40 G's right now. Yeah. So I got to stroke you up a little bit, make you feel good, give you a whole experience, play with your kids, give you cookies and <laughs> and, and, and water and snacks and stuff and talk to you and talk about your family. See, someone like me, I don't like that with car salesmen. Like, bro, I don't want to talk about the Falcons right now. I'm trying to I'm trying to get this Camaro. I don't care about the Falcons right now. Right, because that's <laughs> your personality. Yeah. So when you can when you can see somebody and identify that that's what their personality is, that's how you deal with them. So um I want to talk about the life coaching thing a little bit. What is a life coach? We got coaches for everything in life, so why not have a coach to help you through life? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the times, honestly though, a, a life coach is someone that literally just helps you guide yourself through your life when you get to those little uh bumps and hiccups and detours that they can give you the proper tools that you need to move past the detour Mm. so uh you come to me with a situation we can sit down we figure out a plan for you to get past it and how i do my life coaching is you will take this assessment first because the assessment is going to tell me who i'm dealing with so now i know how to talk to you because if i had your assessment I can't give you fluff. I got to give you facts about what's going on because you don't want to hear the fluff. You just told me that. So is a life coach kind of like a therapist slash mentor? Uh, um, I guess that depends on what the person is looking for mm. um, because it probably could fall in the category of therapy for the person if that's what it is that they need. And it could fall in the category of mentorship depending on what the person need like my therapist is uh my therapist is like my lifeline and she's definitely like a mentor like when i'm going through stuff i call my therapist to help me process through when i'm not clear about it so life coaching is just the one helping coach you through your life the little detours little bumps and bruises that should be like i'm not sure of let me help you get through it I had um, a weird experience, like getting introduced to life coaches, because um, when I first started doing camera work, I can talk about it now because I ain't heard from the lady in a minute, but uh, she was a life coach, and I was filming for her, and first time I filmed for her, she was like having some kind of seminar at, at like a cafeteria in a school, and like when everybody left and we broke everything down, she was just talking to me, and she was like, she was like, yeah, man, these people are just so crazy. And I was like, why do you say that? And she was like, I just can't believe they want to give me money to help them with their horrible lives. And I was like, dang, that's crazy. Somebody want to give somebody like her this money. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, she shouldn't have been a life coach. Yeah, for real. Because then, the whole intent is for you to help them through what I they think, have going I on. I think certain jobs you should only be in if you're passionate about that. Like, the number one job I feel like a lot of people should stop doing because they're not passionate in it is teachers. Teachers and police officers. Oh, absolutely. Because teaching, you literally, you have to have a heart to teach kids. Uh-huh. I When I go into the schools and I come out, I'll be like, I don't know how the hell they do this. Like, I sweat. <laughs> and I, I am the very active mom. So, like, I go in and I volunteer not only in my daughter class, but I go and volunteer in different age, I mean, different grades, different classes. And baby, them kids... Them kids will take you down through there. I don't know how they do it all day. I think and you then, probably have an interesting parenting style, though, because I remember you was over here one day with your daughter, and she had some trouble with her uh, schoolwork or something, and you were like, so what you want to do about this? <laughs> like, you got straight to the point. <laughs> you were like, what you want to do about this? You don't want to go to school no more? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were struggling. We Boy, Davidson had a struggling last year, man. She oh, she went to Davidson? Yeah, my daughter attends Davidson, so oh, it was okay. her sixth grade year, her first year there, so it was like a whole year of transition. And so it was like, she was completely overwhelmed with the schoolwork. She wanted, child lost her agenda in the beginning of the year. She ain't do no homework the first marking period. Like, she did it mm-hmm. in front of me, but she ain't turned it in because she had no organizational skills. So I'm just like, what were we going to do? Like, we got to come up. My thing is come up with a solution. We can't bottle in the problem. What's the solution? How are we going to fix it? What kind of school is Davidson? Davidson is a magnet school. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. Davidson is one of the top magnet schools in the country. It's actually number three in the country. Oh, yeah, I looked it up before. So, it is, they don't play no games at Davidson. It's like literally going into college. Like, first day of school, you get a syllabus. Like, this is what the whole school year going to look like. This is what you're going to do week by week. Like, you know. And it could be a lot for a fifth grader coming from a school to just, this is what the hell I got to do. But we got it together. She passed slim. She decided to stay Congratulations. in Davidson. Huh, I didn't know she was going to make Boy, I was praying. I was praying. Oh, I'm not mad at her because I went through the same thing as a kid. I went from um military schooling. Then I moved to Columbia County in eighth grade, and I was struggling. I made my first C of my life when I moved to Columbia County schools. Yeah, my daughter was having anxiety attacks and everything because it was just a lot of pressure. I didn't realize... And I think with me being her parent, I didn't realize what I was doing. I was just like, yo, she's going to this school. Like, in my head, all her life, she's been going to Davidson. Like, she, I've been planning for her to go to this school. Like, <laughs> you're going to go to this school, and this is going to be in your transcript, and it's going to help set you up for the rest of your life that you went to this amazing school that's ranked nationally. I know it's here in Augusta, and a lot of people don't know, but you got an opportunity that kids are dying to have in Richmond County and Columbia and Columbia. No, can Columbia County kids come? Nope. It's kids all over Richmond County. That's fighting to get to this school. When she auditioned for the school, it was probably, I think like six, 700 kids auditioned. Mm. I heard the audition is crazy too. Like you got to act, you got to sing, you got to do all kinds of stuff. Like it's, it's written first. After you pass the written part, then you come back and then you do, you have to do each category mm-hmm. and whatever the category is. That you're, so she's doing art. She went in for the art program. So she had to draw a picture and yes, Davidson ain't no joke. <laughs> Davidson is no joke, but yeah, my parenting style is different. And you know what I, so I parent different, 
because of my kid's personality and okay. her behavior style. So a few years ago, when we first moved back here from Jersey, I'm so Jersey and my daughter, my daughter is a Southern belle. So that tells you right there that we have a little like eh, at times, right? Because I could be loud <laughs> and she'd be looking like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is she yelling? Yeah. <laughs> she don't even understand. So she's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. I'm a pilot. I'm a flight attendant. My daughter is an air traffic controller and a grounds crew. So I have to literally turn my dial all the way down in order to communicate with her. Or she is not going to receive. She doesn't receive me on 100. She don't know what the hell to do with me on 100. She's like, oh, my God. And she told me the other day, you just too much. I don't know what the hell to do with you. Like, what did you, what did you do with my, what did you do with? So she's like systems order. And it's so funny to see it now that I, I'm aware of it. To watch it, like even before we just came, before I just came in, I mm. made her something to eat, and I ain't been feeling good all day. So like I don't, I had all kind of stuff just out in the cabinets. I just was like, oh, I drink some tea. I pull the stuff out. I ain't putting nothing back. She's like, why did you do that? Why didn't you put it back? And I'm like, because I didn't feel good. Like who cares about it? Going back in the closet, like. Who cares? But <laughs> she has taken on a responsibility of keeping the kitchen clean. Mm-hmm. So the kitchen has to stay clean in her order. Not my order no more. Her order because she cleaned it. How well do you deal with people that's like super organized like that? I let them do them because I think it's awesome that they could do that. Because it's not one of my strengths. Me too. So I'll be like, way. oh, that's so dope that you do that like that. Like, that's awesome. Because <laughs> I don't do that. Man, it's funny because I got to uh, shoot a music video in the morning and shout out to Carlton. He's one of them super organized people. Like, he been emailing me schedules and everything. And I'm like, I'm a little overwhelmed because, you know, I'm a running gun type person. Like, I grab my camera in the morning time and I just go. He got a schedule. He got a set list. All kind of stuff. <laughs> I've worked with Carlton before and he definitely does. Yeah. Have everything down to the T. If he has to move something around, he emailing addresses. It's going out to everybody. It's like, yeah. bro, I would have been like, damn, I forgot to send you that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> he is super duper organized and working with him is cool and fun because he's organized. Like he mm. know if you show up to show up to the set, Jamal, you can show up at 3.30. We're going to have you done by 5.00. He's going to have you done by five. Not even paying attention to the time, but just knowing what he has to do within that time frame. He's going to have you done. See, I love working with people like that, but I'm just not like that. And it's okay. It's totally okay to see them and acknowledge their (laughs) gift and be like, I can rock with you because you do that. And the beauty of what I've learned is that I need air traffic controller and a flight and and a a grounds crew in my life. Like, so badly. Like, I want to go in the middle of the street and wave flags for them. Like, help me, please. <laughs> please help me. Because the I, I promise you, I have million-dollar ideas all the time. All the time. It's bad. Because my brother said I can't focus on shit. Because ideas pop up my head. And I think about it, they be like, yo, that's dope. But it's hard for me to implement the system. Mm-hmm. To make the idea work. So I'll start it and then I'll fall off of it because I struggle so hard with implementing the system. So how'd you come up with the idea to be a life coach? I do it naturally. I've been doing it all my life. Like for some reason, Slim, people just sit down and decide to tell me their whole life story. 
And I give the best advice in the world. And what really made me decide to do it, one morning I woke up, I had a friend call me from Vegas. It was like 6 o'clock in the morning. She was like, I need to talk. All right, shoot. She talked. 9 o'clock, somebody else called me. Jamila, I need I need to talk with you. Fuck, what's going on? So they talk. Then somebody inboxed me on Facebook. Hey, sis, I got a question for you. Can you, you got time? Talk to her. So by before 12 o'clock, I had did three consultations. Hmm. It's like, y'all need to charge people for this shit. <laughs> I really need to charge people for this. Because it is they, a talent talking to people, though. Because like, you really have to sit back and, and be take, able to relate and make them feel comfortable and you not coming off as judgmental. And walk them through the process of what it is that they tell you the issue is. Because by time, anybody that talks to me, by time they get to the, by time we, before we hang up, we have a solution. Because I'm always solution based on how we going to fix it. How you going to fix it? Or I'll just tell you straight up, yo, you and your feelings about that shit. You need to get over it. And this is what you need to do. And so people call me because they know I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be truthful. Straight up. I ain't going to bullshit you. So I was like, you know, Bob, I think I'm going to go ahead and do this. And it was just, I've been manifesting this for a long time. Like, I wanted to meet E.T. He was on my list uh, for 2020. So, he had a, he was about to, he was doing a, um, he was supposed to do a seminar in Atlanta on April 1st. I was going to go. Because I had wrote him down on my list. Like, I got to meet E.T. Didn't happen. COVID happened. Canceled it. Then my business convention was like special guest Eric Tomic. I was like, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to meet him. <laughs> Canceled it. I was like, damn it, COVID nineteen. I I I I did those three consultations that day. I posted on my Facebook page. You know why I should be a life coach? And everybody was like, I think you really should. And I have people that I have been coaching. Like I've coached somebody through a divorce. Like I do it naturally all the time. So ET did a webinar. I signed up for the webinar. And at the end of the webinar, he was like that he was offering his class. And I was like, hmm, hmm, maybe you should do it. You said you want to be a life coach. I mean, why not get paid for talking? You talk all the time. So I signed up. And craziest thing ever is that when I signed up for my class, his son was supposed to do my training and did the training via Zoom. And when I got up and got on my training call, it was E.T. And he was like, what's up? What's going on? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> is he going, is he just like introducing his son or is he going to be on a call? He was like, well, Jalen's sick. So you guys looked up and you got me for the whole training. And I'm like, yeah. On the inside, I was like super duper excited. And at the beginning of the year, I said that I wanted to impact and influence Mm-hmm. And the first slide that he pulled up in my training was the goal is to impact, influence, and make an income. And I was like, oh, I'm in the right place. And so that's how I got there. And it's been phenomenal to be connected to him, to be connected to his team and how they operate. And all of them operate in this assessment so to see how everyone operate in their strengths, it's just so dope. Like, yo, when I get that like that, oh, yeah, it's going down. <laughs> like, I'm, he got me so gassed up to where, like, people are definitely going to be paying me 20, 30 Gs to come talk. 
absolutely when i figure this out and master it oh baby corporate america is paying me 20 30 g's to come in and talk and run my mouth yes um how many like super like successful famous life coaches do you know of you got you got et you got tony roberts you got all of them is motivational people are life coaches they coach you through your life what's the lady name in atlanta Lady in I think she wrote a book. Lisa Nichols. There you go. There you She'd go. be like, yes, yes, heard, yes. Yeah, yeah. I heard people talking about her also. See, the whole life coach thing is interesting to me because sometimes, like, when someone is starting to be a life coach, it's always a lot of people like on social media talking about. Um, I don't think they're qualified to be a life coach. So I wanted to ask you, like, what makes someone qualified to be a life coach? I want to say that. Excuse me. Most li- most life coaches start out as flight attendants. Okay. Like your personality has to fit into this. You can't be a air traffic controller and be a life coach because mm-hmm. it's just like I don't. No, you can be. Let me take that back. You can be, but I think that you have to naturally have a tact for people. You gotta want to help people. It has to be something naturally within you that you do naturally that you're not forcing. I feel for me because it's a natural thing for me that I've been doing all my life. So it's not forced. So it's easy for me to sit down and talk with somebody and help them through. But now I feel like now that I have, I have a foundation for it. I have a plan that I could implement to help you now. And I feel like that's, that's what's going to help me through. And just being a life coach is knowing your lane. You got to know your lane. Like if you know that you don't like people, that's not this is not something you should do. Yeah. If you don't like to talk, <laughs> like this is not something you should do. It's kind of hard admitting that you don't like people though. Some of my friends said it about me. They'd be like, "Slim, you don't really like people. You just know how to coach through life." But I don't think I. It's not that I don't like people. I just don't like stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people deal with stupid stuff. But also, like, I feel like I could like deal with like giving people life advice because i remember one time i was having a conversation with my friend and one of our female friends and he she basically was telling him like man i've been told you to leave your wife and blah 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 and then uh he was like just kind of sitting there like not accepting it and then she looked at me and was like slim see him him get it when i say this and i say that and I had told her probably some of the realest stuff I had ever told somebody. I said, look, let me tell you something about how life works. When he tells you his personal business about him and his wife, he's trying to vent. He don't want to hear this crazy stuff. You talking about leave your wife and all this other stuff. I was like, because everything that you're about to say about his wife to him, he's going to remember that. He's never going to forget it. And he's going to hold you to that. No matter what his wife did, he's probably going to forgive her for that. But he's going to always remember you bashing his wife. So that's going to mess up y'all relationship forever. So the best thing you can do is just listen to him and move forward with it. But see me, I probably would be a horrible therapist and life coach because I'm not too much going to keep listening to you talking about something you ain't changing. <laughs> so see, I'm not going to do that either. Yeah. As as your life coach, you you paying me to help you through this. You're not paying through me to help you babysit it. Yeah. So I'm not about to help you babysit your issue. I'm a I'm going to help you do the work to get through it. And if you're not going to do the work to get through it, you have already paid me for my time. And that's all that. But what what you just said, she was 
women want to fix stuff. Yeah. So him coming to her and venting to her, she probably felt like, oh, he want feedback. Like, what do he want me to tell him? Did he? Do you want me to just listen? Like, she should have asked, do you want want my feedback or you want me to just listen? Are you venting or you want me to help you with a solution? Like, what, yeah. what, what you got going on here? Because it could be a situation where he just wanted to release it. And he didn't want to hear anything back. I feel like nine times out of ten people just want to vent most of the times. A lot of it depends on the person. A lot of times they they come into you because they want some kind of advice, or they want yeah. your viewpoint or something. And I also think it depends on like what type person that is. Like I feel like I'll be the type of person people only come to when they want to hear that real stuff because they're really trying to fix something. I'm not the the nice guy, like the person you come you know, up to because you want to hug. Yeah, because <laughs> I ain't got the hug for you. <laughs> I don't have the hug either. I'm kind of really straightforward. I'm straightforward as well. So I give it I give it straight, no chaser. It's how you going to take it. it. And I had to learn that uh, my intent, my original intent is what matters to me. Mm-hmm. How you received it, I ain't got nothing to do with that. But my intent and what I said and how I said it, that's what I should be worried about. But I have also learned that I c- I'm a D. So I come off and it be like real sharp. You be like, whoa, did she say that? Yeah, she said that. Exactly <laughs> like that. And so I don't I don't do the I don't play the games with people. I'm not I don't do the in between. And like I said, I'm always solution based. So don't come to it, no problem if you ain't trying to fix it. Cause then I'm gonna be like, Well, you know what you talking to me for then? We ain't, I ain't got time to just waste talking to you if you just wanna stay right there. Stay right there then. What you want me to tell you? So how do people know if they probably need a life coach or a therapist. Like, what would be the biggest difference between the two? Hmm. How do you know if you, what's the difference? Depending on what you personally want. Mm-hmm. Um, life coach, again, I'm going to help you do your detours and the stuff that you're like, oh, I just can't figure this out. A therapist is going to dig deep, 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 deep. She's going to take you to your childhood and make you dig up some stuff that you ain't dealt with before and she gonna do the der- the therapist gonna do the real real deep work i'm gonna help you get your life together yeah get it in order okay right right I'm my therapist you. my therapist helped me get over my mommy issues mm. i a life coach wouldn't help me get over my mommy issues i don't foresee that so i say therapy is when you know you got some un unresolved stuff going on in your life that is hindering you from being the best version of yourself. Um, how old were you when you like even started to think of the idea of going to see a therapist? So recently, right? So I did an episode of Goddess Gossip, and I had uh um Dr. Radisha Brown come on. Shout out to her! It's her birthday today. Shout out to Dr. Radisha Brown, mm. and we were talking about mental health awareness, and. I just listened to her and listened to her and was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Okay. So I literally did a show myself with somebody and took notes and was like, you know what? I think I need a therapist. Mm. I think I need a therapist. I I got some shit that I need to talk about that I need to work myself through. Like, you're really good in a whole bunch of different areas, but it was certain things that I just was like, 
that was holding me back. And so I consulted with a therapist. And for me, it had to be somebody that I knew. Like, I wasn't just about to go out and look in the Google a goddamn therapist and just go to anybody. Like Pop up in Miss Mary office. Yeah, well, I'm going to do that. Well, I'm going to do that. So it was somebody that I personally knew that I had built a rapport with. And when she said to me, I'm a therapist, I was like, oh, I can talk to her. And I can trust her with my stuff. Mm-hmm. And she has been phenomenal for me in my life. So, as far as uh, therapy goes, is it kind of scary at first? Um, I went into it open mm. to talk about whatever. It, like, with the therapy, they really walking you through what you tell them you got going on. So, I choose the issue. We work through it. And what my, my therapist, we do, um, it's a it's an exercise called tapping. And I think the they call it etf etf but it's tapping and so it's really interesting so like you do like a tapping thing so like you tap here and you repeat what she's saying and as you tap it you're moving energy through your body Mm. and in the process of tapping and reciting what it is that the issue was you get clarity at the end of it it's so dope that's interesting it's really interesting like when she first did i was like so you just want me to just touch and tap myself like what is we doing here but it's moving energy through your body and you literally like training your mind because your mind is so powerful yes and we don't use probably 85 percent of our brain it's probably more than that but yeah so when you can do that it was it was so dope it was a different experience but it was like okay all right she know what she doing I've been uh, talking about the, the uh, therapy thing for a minute now. And a couple of weeks ago, I had a situation with my homeboy and his brother. And I kept telling my homeboy, I was like, bro, you need to take your brother to get some help. He needs some therapy, like some professional help. And he was like, well, how do I go about it? And I was giving him advice on that. And then like a couple of days later, I sat there and was thinking about it. I was like, how was I sitting here telling him to take his brother to get some help? And I probably need some help, too. You know what I'm Baby, saying? Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. What I realized in my interview with Dr. Radisha Brown is that we all need therapy. Uh-huh. We and all I most definitely agree. need a sacred space to release our shit in a safe place. Because if not, a lot of us carry baggage that we don't even know we carry in. Um, Especially as men I feel like a lot of us men bottle stuff up That's my biggest problem I will bottle things up And like every two to three years I'll have a manic episode Where I'll bust out and just start screaming crying You know what I'm saying It's pressure Yeah, You gotta release it man And you gotta be You gotta know that it's okay And nothing's wrong with you Like everyone has Everyone should monitor their mental health yearly daily because you could experience something tomorrow that take you completely out of your sanity mm-hmm. and you'd be like how the fuck did i get here i was just good yesterday yeah but you went through this today so how are we gonna move forward so we could keep get back to the balance you had yesterday tomorrow ain't black men please go out and talk to a therapist because y'all deal with so 
much and y'all deal from y'all deal with it from childhood like it's a lot it's a lot post-traumatic stress syndrome if your mama whooped your ass when you was younger you may have ptsd mm. like you just it just it's so much stuff man go seek counseling is nothing wrong with talking about it back in the days in our communities and our villages we had oracles you know, you had a woman that you could go mm-hmm. and confide in and talk to and gain wisdom from your elders. We ain't got that no more. So you need to go talk to somebody. Somebody that you trust, that you know this is a sacred place that ain't going to leave here. Go and release. Because if you don't, it's like, think about emotional turmoil being like a water hose, right? So say you're going through something. And it's just, it just turned on the water. It's just flowing through. And you're still able to deal with it or whatever. Something else happened. You'd be like, oh, shit. This is what you just said you'd be experiencing. Mm-hmm. And the water turned up a little bit. It's coming out a little bit more forceful. And then you'd be like, oh, my God, I'm almost at my breaking point. The water pressure turned up a little bit more. That water coming through that pipe real, real, real fast. And at the end of it, it's going to be an explosion. If, if, we, if we was holding the, 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 uh, the water holes like this, when we let that thing go, it's going to be like, boom. And you don't, want the, you don't want it to ever build up like that. You just want it to flow. Well, breathe like Bruce Lee, like water. Just let yeah. it flow. So it's necessary. It's definitely necessary to release. And even if you're not comfortable with talking to somebody, get you a book, journal. Maybe you can make a video to your damn self. <laughs> like you could do. It's so many different ways to work around it, but don't hold it inside because stress brings on disease, and disease, which is the word disease will take you clean up out of here real fast and stress can cause it. So you have to, in order to maintain balance for yourself, you got to be able to release the, as it come, be able to release it. As it come, be able to release it so it never builds up. Mm. That's a lot. You 100% right about that too. That's why um, last time I had an episode, I think it was, it was either last year or the year before that. And I remember I was dealing with like some financial issues because I was starting this podcast. And then I think I had watched the interview with 21 Savage and my homeboys was laughing when I told them the story. But I was watching the interview with 21 Savage and he was just talking about his life. And then I just broke down. I was like, man, see, he gets the same stuff that I go through. So after that, that's when I told myself, I was like, man, I'm going to just start speaking my mind and telling people how I feel and, you know, stop just brushing stuff off and acting like I don't care about stuff and speak about it. And that's why now I'll be having weird episodes. Like me and one of my closest homeboys was on the phone a couple days, uh, like a week ago, and this messed him all up. We was talking and he was like, man, Slim, why you don't like having a job? I was like, bro, having a job just ain't for me, dog. I'm a pure born entrepreneur. I was like, I ain't had a job in like six years and I probably ain't never going to have one. Like, I'm going to just make my money on my own. And then, you know, he just went on, went on with some judgmental stuff after judgmental stuff. And I had told him, I was like, hey, bro, you should try to be a little more understanding. I was like, everybody's not the same. Like, um, when you don't understand people and you're always judging them, that's how you push people away. Because I've done it for years. And then he was like, what? <laughs> like, he was like, who am I on the phone with? <laughs> and I was like, nah, like, I'm for real. Like, you should be understanding. Like, we had another episode like that. He was getting his first gun. And I was like, um, 
uh, you need a gun box. And he was like, a gun box for what? I said, you got a five-year-old son, you need a gun box. And he was like, who are you? He was like, who, who am I talking to? I was like, oh, so when I say mature stuff, it's like, who are you? So after I told him the thing about he should be more understanding, he called me the next day. And uh, I think I was uh, in a photo shoot, so I didn't answer. I called him back, and he was like, hey, man, you sure you all right? <laughs> I was like, bro, I'm all right. He was like, so why did you say that girly stuff to me yesterday? I said, see, that's the issue. Why it got to be girly stuff why when you say something growth. you feel? Yeah. yeah. So now it's really messing him up. Now he be calling me every day and be like, man, you show you good. I'm like, bro. He was like, man, you've been acting weird lately. I was like, dog, this is what I'm on now. Like, you just got to let this stuff out. Everyone don't understand your growth. Yeah. And that comes with growth. Like, to be able to say, yo, you should just be a little bit more understanding. Because you, it, it, it's probably something that he needs to take and adapt to his whole life. His relationship with his kids, his mm-hmm. girl, everything. He needs to just probably sit and listen just a tad bit more. And be more open to what other people are experiencing. And that's what I was talking about this other day is that. I grew up in Jersey and I'm so happy I grew up in Jersey because I am multicultural. Yeah. And I am not black and white like Augusta. Augusta is black and white. Oh, for so sure. So I have That's helped, the South as a whole though. Yes. So I have definitely like helped a Muslim woman before prayer during Ramadan wash her hands and wash her feet and understand like, okay, she can't touch this after she wash her hands and her feet because then she got to start this process all over again. I have went and ate real Italian food because it's real Italians around. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like when you come up in a different environment, you get exposed to different things. And so that's the same thing that we need to take on when we deal with people is that everybody's not the same. And so how I am, you may not be like that, but I have to respect you for who you are. And a lot of us have issues with that because you want people to be in a box with you. It's like, no, nah, I ain't in a box with you. Like I'm free. I'm free spirited. I do what I want to do. And they'll understand that. Mm. So you saying saying what you said to him was because he has the mentality of a nine to five person. Mm-hmm. So he looking at you like, bruh, but you ain't guaranteed no check. <laughs> yeah. But why would you even do that? A lot of people feel like that about entrepreneurship because they're scared to do what you what you jumped out on faith to do. Right. Because they don't operate like that. They may operate one, two, three, four, five, and you like, bruh, I'm gonna get it how I live. And that's what bothers me though, because I don't okay, I'm gonna be honest. I used to be. I definitely used to be the person like, why y'all wanna wake up every day and go work for somebody? I used to be that person. Now I'm like, nah, I get it now because uh the person that really got me like real heavy on entrepreneurship, he used to always say this famous line, I think I said it on the podcast a couple times. He used to be like, uh, uh, he used to call me La Prade. He used to be like, La Prade, somebody got to flip the burger, baby. And I used to be like, bro, what is you talking about? Because he was like trying to train me into getting my own cleaning business because I was working with his cleaning business. And I used to tell my friends like, yeah, man, we all can save up like 10 grand and we can like, you know, it's five of us. We can put in 10 grand and get like a $50,000 package and get this like quarter million dollar cleaning business and grow it up to like a million dollars. Like, and I was so like, like persistent about this. And then he told me like, somebody got to flip the burger, baby. He was like, think about it. You wake up every Sunday because we decided to clean this big building on Sundays. You wake up every Sunday, every last one of y'all hung over and high as hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We were kids. We were like 19, 20. And uh, 
he was like, you the only one that makes sure you wake up and on time and you come and work. He was like, the rest of them, they don't have that. He was like, because they're workers. Their mindset is to wake up and wait for somebody to tell them what to do. And he was like, and you're the person to tell them what to do. So once I figured that out when I was like 19, oh, I gave up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, man, unless somebody has that drive and, and is already heading in that direction, I'm not helping them with that. Like, is Everyone has a role. Yeah. Everybody have a role. And what I, what I how I operate is that all roles, all of the roles are important. Because whether I'm at car dealership. Mm-hmm. You got the GM in a car, but the GM ain't no more important than the person that's coming and picking up the trash at night. Because if if my if the people the uh, if the customers come in here at, and during the day and it ain't clean in here, then they have an issue. Yeah. So everyone's role is significant in in everything. Like the CEO ain't no better than the person that's flipping the burger. Mm-hmm. Mental, like mentally they I mean what they want to do the capacity of what they want to achieve in life is different but somebody gotta do it and that's also the difference between a leader and a boss mm-hmm. a boss want to stand around and the leader is going to jump in that front line and um teach you something that's what I also learned from uh the guy that said somebody gotta flip the burger too mm-hmm. he said tell me that all the time and like before he even told me that I had already knew because uh we used to clean hoods you know like the thing that's over the um the uh, grill in mm-hmm. restaurants, we used to clean those, and it's nothing but grease. We used to, have to scrape the grease out, spray it with acid. You know, it's a real nasty job. He used to be standing right there next to us doing this, and it's a million-dollar man. He's standing right there next to us doing it, make sure everything is okay. And I was like, oh, not because he has to, because he wanted – he just it wanted to be around him. us and, like, coach us because mm-hmm. we was young. Like, he literally – um, he used to be an ROTC teacher too. He literally just, like – genuinely likes helping younger people and helping them through life and see so he like he's somewhat like a life coach but in his own way yeah so it just depends on how you do what you do like even god is gossip i have people that yo i i affect people and my my impacting i was talking to one of my girlfriends from back home the other day and like a few months ago i was doing a post on my my facebook page and i think i did it for like a month straight like affirmations and she t- she said something the other day and Facebook blocked me for telling the truth. So I couldn't comment on her post. So I inboxed <laughs> her, right? Yeah. And she was like, Miller, I just love you so much. This is so awesome. You're so dope. And I was like, all right. And she was like, she needed to talk. So we video chatted. She was like, look what you made me get. And she pulled out her affirmation book. Mm. Ask me if I be thinking that people be doing stuff that I be saying. Nope. <laughs> I just do it because I feel I'm moved in my spirit to do it. But it's helping other people. And so I'm like, that's where you that's where you really gotta stay. You gotta stay in that vein because you wanna impact. Like my goal is to impact and influence as many people as I can to become the best versions of themselves so that they can give that gift to the world. Mm-hmm. If I could become the best version of me, or if I'm always in a consistent fight to become the best version of me, I'm gonna just be great. I'm gonna be the best version of God, of 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 God that I can be right here on Earth. So I just push. I recently produced a podcast for some people, and the guy on there, he was like a, a producer or a sound engineer, and he was like. I'm competitive. I was in the Marines. I'm competitive. And he was like, like right now we in Slim Studio right now. And I'm coming for him also. 
And I was telling them like afterwards because they was asking me how I felt about it. Cause I ain't say nothing because first off I'm producing. Second off I don't care because you should never like try to be. Don't get me wrong. I have a competitive spirit also, but you should never be like over competitive and think you have to compete with everybody. You should always try to compete with yourself. Like long as you're better in yourself and you're better than the person you was yesterday, you'll be okay. Don't be like, oh, I'm gonna be better than Slim. Right. Cause how you know what Slim had to do to get there? Yeah, and what make uh, and what's gonna validate you being better than Slim? Exactly. Like who's gonna say, okay, so we got the two here. You're now better than Slim. Who's gonna do that? Nobody. <laughs> That's some shit he made up in his head. Like it's a competition in his head. My brother do that driving. Like my brother drive a Charger, and he'd be on the highway. He'd be like, pull up next to the Charger. Oh, so you want race? Yeah, he didn't say that. We he all do say that. that. Though. That's crazy. He didn't say he wanted to race. <laughs> you said that, so now you gonna rev your engine. You gonna take off? Okay, so that's on you, partner. Yeah, but see, um, also with the competitive thing, I remember when I like first like got real like into podcasting, and he used to be my close friends. They used to be like, "Hey, man, you think you better than Maine at podcasting?" I should be like, bro, why y'all keep asking me this? Like, why, do you why, have to why does it have to be a, a a competition? Because everybody wants you to be in competition over collaboration. Yeah. And so that they so that they can be like, yo, main podcast is better than Slim's. Yo, Slim podcast is better than Main's. So that they can put y'all into a a, a invisible uh competition that y'all don't even know that y'all in because it's like yo we just doing what we like to do yeah yeah it's people people making making shit up people people are interested i love people though because people make the world go round and now that i could sit down and and uh um dissect people a little bit better well way better Oh, it's so interesting. I swear. I'll be sitting going, ooh, you interesting. So, um, off of people, let me ask you a question uh, before we get off of here. And I really want to know this because I know you got a, a, a good understanding of people. What kind of mindset does a person have to have to only fuel off of drama every day? Like, what, what type of people are these? <laughs> so... I want to say that they uh they're a little broken and they lack understanding of self and what the purpose of life is and what they purpose in life is because you can't just drive off of drama because drama is negative and it only brings forth negative energy. Mm-hmm. You can never get positivity out of drama. Never. So the person could be a could operate like that because that's what they grew up in and they don't know anything outside of drama Mm. because I grew up in a household to where I didn't know what peace was. It wasn't always drama filled, but I didn't know what peace was like when I actually was able to go somewhere and it was like peaceful and real quiet. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, so ain't nobody yelling. Ain't no cussing, no screaming, no arguing, no none of this stuff going on. What the fuck is this? And it was twilight zone. Yo, it was too quiet. Like just too quiet, but it was peace. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't experienced it yet. So once I was like, okay, 
this is something that I want to experience. I took myself out of the drama that I was in daily at my house with my parents and I put myself into a peaceful state. So a lot of them, they may not uh, have had the separation from the drama to even know that that's what they're doing. Mm. So they may not even be aware that the energy that they bring on and the energy that they bring to the situations is drama because they know nothing outside of what they do normally. So you would have to be introduced to someone like me that's like, namaste and peace and blessings and peaceful and calm all the time and just chilling to be like, oh, so you can't act differently. You know what I'm saying? Because think about... um, the young girl that probably like grew up in the projects and the young boy that grew up in the projects and their parents was doing drugs and dealing drugs and they live in poverty and all they see is negativity. They ain't never left their city. All they do is get up and go to school and come back home to their environment. They don't know nothing different. Yeah, you right about that. So they would have to be exposed to something different in order to make a decision on whether they wanted to be drama filled all the time or whether they wanted to shift and have some positivity in their life. See, I asked you that question because the last, the last couple of times I got into disagreements with young ladies, they was like the earthy type girls. that's always talking about like, you know, positive energy in the universe and woody, woody, whoop. And I used to sit there and be like, hold up. But you saying I'm negative because I don't care about nothing. But you the one yelling and calling me names. You know what I'm saying? Like, so who's the negative person? And I, I ain't raised my voice one time. Sometimes I got to call them on their bluff. Because even though, like, I'm sitting here. The fake I am, earthy girls. I'm, I'm sweet. I've learned. I had to learn to accept from my assessment. I'm sweet sour. Mm, what that mean? I'm sweet and sour mm. at the same time. So I could be sweet to you. And if you click off the switch, I could be sour than the motherfucker. I could be like a sour mm. patch kid. And you, you don't like South Patch Kid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I had to learn that about myself because I always think that I think that I'm always nice and sweet. Eh, no, I'm not. I can be a Sour Patch Kid. And to where you just be like, eh, not today. I'm not going to talk to her today. And it depends. I've learned myself too. So I know when I'm having sour moments. And I, I just stay away from people because it's like, yeah, it's not the energy that you want to give off to everybody. Mm. Keep that to yourself. Because they don't deserve for you to be a Sour Patch Kid because they ain't do nothing to you. That's about you. So deal with you first before you decide to go out and be a Sour Patch Kid. A lot of people negative and they don't know it. And it's just because that a lot of people, a lot of us grew up with our parents that are super negative. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. I say that all the time. This last generation, especially the uh, the uh, baby boomers, I don't know what they had going on, but they was wilding, especially as parents. Bruh, like, they they would say something negative to you for you to do something positive. How the fuck that work? That ain't You ain't about to make me do nothing positive because you told me I ain't shit. Did you thought that was going to make me go out and be the best version of myself? You just told me <laughs> I ain't shit. Nah, that that uh, you just like your daddy. I never understood that line. Because then I grew up and was like, dang, I, I am like homie. You know well, what, what I'm saying? What, what is just like my daddy? Yeah. I was like, dang, I am, I am like homie. She was right. You know what I'm saying? But they don't, they don't sit down and explain. Like, they were... Like, they not... they. They didn't have access to they, they didn't have access to the information we have access to. I say that all the time because that whole whooping thing is wild. So I don't beat my daughter either. 
Mm. Like my brother tell me all the time, she need an ass whoop. I said, nah, she don't need an ass whoop because she comprehend very well. So me whooping her ass is gonna do what? That's but how I feel. Also, when I could talk to her and she understand exactly what the fuck I said, like her feelings is way her her me being me being disappointed hurts way more than an ass whooping. Her looking at me and seeing me cry or seeing me disappointed is something that she did. Hurt her way more than me pulling out a belt and whooping her ass. I never understood the the whole concept of the ass whooping. Like I get it. Like in the moment you get a spanking and that's how you trying to like I guess discipline somebody. But at the same time, even when I was young, I always thought I was like this kind of like some slavery mentality it stuff. It is. It's definitely it's definitely something that we have taken from slavery. If you misbehave, I will beat you. And you will behave differently. Everybody don't operate like that. Because I was a little kid mm-hmm. that please don't touch me because I comprehend very fucking well. So my daddy used to be like, I'm going to whoop you, remind me. I'd be like, hey, you said you was going to whoop my ass at 7 o'clock. It's 7 o'clock. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to have to go through all the extra shit. Like, this is what you said. But sit down and talk to me because I comprehend very well. Don't put your hands on me because I'm going to want to fight you. And I, I think that we forget that children still have feelings. Yeah, and, for sure. And they're human beings like you and they have reactions as well. It's just a natural thing that happens. So if I fuck you up, the natural reaction is to defend myself, period. My mom's ain't really whooped me like that. She whooped me a couple of times, but she was like threatened whooping. She she barely did it. But her husband, my stepdad, he used to go in. And I'm doing an episode about stepdads. I didn't get a on. lot of I didn't get a lot of whoopings. Um, but I've seen some mothers do some shit to some kids and I'll be like, God damn. Like I seen this little kid one day walk up to her mom and she was crying about something. And her mother just looked at her and was like, well, you shouldn't have fucking did it. Bow! And back smacked the little girl. Her whole mouth went to bleed. And I was like, she did not deserve that. Like, why did you just hit that little girl like that? Like, I should smack the shit out of you right now. Like, why the fuck did you just hit her like that? Like, parents do wow shit to kids. And whooping kids' ass is not always the... the um. I think I think the new age, uh, the new age uh, form of, of of child abuse is actually neglect the parents that buy their kids a tablet and never teach them how to talk, never teach them how to count. They just give them that tablet and let them watch. Uh, uh, I don't even know the shows. Paw Patrol and Baby Shark to do to do, and all that. That's the new form of child abuse because I see a lot of kids that be like six and seven still talking like two year olds. Slim, slim, <laughs> baby. Let me tell you something. These kids in America is being set up for failure. Mm. You hear me? Yeah. Because half of their parents ain't checked their homework last year. Half of their parents didn't go to back to school night all the time they've been in school. Half their parents never met their teachers or their educators or the gym teacher or the elective teacher. Oh, it's about to be worse with this homeschooling also. Baby, (laughs) listen here. If you couldn't come 
and inject yourself in the education and they had a whole teacher and now you have to be the whole teacher oh shit about to get real these look oh i'm so happy that i only have one kid and that that she does herself for her work on herself and i don't have no little kids but um parents y'all need help please ask for help Go mm-hmm. out into your community in which you do not, if you ain't skilled, ask for help. Don't let your pride, don't let your ego hold you back from asking for help to help you educate this kid. Because they're not going to be able to get everything by just sitting down and reading it. Think about the freaking five-year-old that can't read that is now have to go do virtual learning. They can't read. <laughs> you're right you're right what are you gonna how are you gonna help them what are you gonna do you now need to inflict a schedule you have to just like you did when they got up and went to school now you are not only responsible for waking them up to go to school you gotta wake them up feed them set up the classroom get the lesson teach them take lunch break take them out to do physical education you now responsible for field trips you gotta take them and go keep teach them different things to culture them it's so oh my god i've been thinking about the kids so much for the last like three weeks like lord what's so gonna do you happen? think they need to go back to school because you've seen all those cases in columbia county right <sighs> do the kids need to go back to school um i want to say that that's a case-by-case situation mm. knowing your kid knowing how your kid learns um the kid like me i would have needed to go back to school me also because i ain't doing no work at home i'm not doing no work at home i'm doing the work at home but i'm not fulfilling my social interaction that i need with human Mm. beings and that's a big part of school also right so i'm the kid that needs to talk i need people don't just sit me in front of no computer i'm gonna get bored i have to be able to talk to people so depends on the kid you got some kids that school is their refuge. They abuse. They getting abused at home. They being neglected, like he just said, at home. I they're heard not a being, lot of people talking about. They're that not too. being taken care of at home. Period. So when they go to school, that's when they get in that square meal. When they go to school, that's when they get in somebody that actually shows that they love them and care about them. That's the only time that they get in that. And you have the young mothers that she may be twenty six, twenty five. She may have four kids. The oldest one may be five. The five-year-old helping out with the two, the three, and the one-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's so many different scenarios with going back to school and staying at home. I want to say if you could afford to stay at home, and if your kid does well virtually, why not? But if not, send your kid to school so that they could get an education because these people are trained <laughs> to deal with them. And if not, parents, please, 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 Learn your kids' personality, behavior type. I am here to assist you. Please hit me up. You can go to EliteLifeConsulting at gmail.com and email me. And I will get back with you and we can set up something for you and your kid for you to learn their personality, behavior style, and to learn yours so that you can better educate and communicate with your child. Oh my God, because it is about to be crazy and the teachers are not going to be there to assist you as you need. Like you can't just, he ain't get this problem. What I got to do? 
you gotta you now have to educate yourself on how to educate your kids like mm-hmm. i've had to go to tutoring to help my daughter with math homework before like she came home i figured out the answer she was like but mommy that ain't how she said i gotta do it well how you gotta do it oh you gotta go through all of these steps for what I had to go to school to get tutoring on how to help my daughter with her math homework. And you got to be that dedicated when That's it comes hands to... hands-on, though. That's exactly how it needs to be. Oh, I am so hands-on. Like, I go... I, I told you, I go in and do other kids, other grades, other kids, and I've helped your fourth-grade student that's reading on the first-grade level. It's, like, really crazy. Like... Thank God that my daughter is like the top of the top in Richmond County as far as education wise. But baby, it's a lot of kids struggling. It's a lot of babies struggling. It's a lot of kids struggling. You think the school system's doing a a good job with the whole corona thing in the schools? Um, Because that's what a lot of parents are scared of, sending their kids back to school. This is what I think. I think that COVID has all of the symptoms of a common cold, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. And you snatched your kids out of school in March, maybe February, depending on where you are, and just took them completely out of school to where they had interaction with kids their age. Children in, uh, t- children exchange good and bad bacteria all the time. And as a parent, you know, the first two or three months of school, your kids' immune systems have to adapt to being around other kids, period, mm-hmm. point blank. Because of they just came out of quarantine, I believe that all of the kids going back to school are going to get sick in some way, somehow. And with the symptoms of COVID being the symptoms of a common fucking cold, <laughs> it's gonna mess up everything. Then, um, then you have a um, what was it? Was it the social distancing thing that you was talking about? That what? You had some kind of theory. Was it social distancing? I think that was Kayla with the social distancing. Oh, okay. Um, um, to keep us away you. from each other. That was Kayla with the co- uh, social distancing. I like, think you I, had one also, though. I just, it's just really weird because it has taken out, like, human interaction. Like, people really, like, if you go outside and people watch and people, like, really doing social distancing, everybody look like robots. Yeah, so I freaked out the other day, and I, I, I was talking about it on, on Twitter, I think. And I was like, y'all remember uh, Demolition Man? How they was moving uh, towards, I keep talking about this scene. It's a scene from Demolition Man with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. That's the movie. And um, it's a scene where the girl is like, hey, you want to have sex? And he's like, for sure. And she goes to the back room and she's like, okay. She goes to the back room. He starts taking his shirt off and she comes out with like this box and he's like and she's like what are you doing and he was like thought you was trying to get it on she was like i am and she pulls out like these headsets puts it on her head puts it on his head and it's like virtual sex so he has to close his eyes and he has to like, he, he's seen these images and he just freaks out he's like what is this i thought we was doing the you know the real thing yeah <laughs> and she was like you're such a caveman no one does that anymore and like so that's what I see us doing now, like transitioning into like just being distance, like some some future, like some back to it's the future weird. stuff. Or something. Like it's we it's really, really weird. And the fact the fact that people are not questioning this stuff 
is what's bothering me. Like, so y'all just gonna go along with the CDC? Like, how the <laughs> fuck is it that I could go to Applebee's and to enter, I have to have my mask on? But once I get seated, I could take my mask off to eat. Oh, a lot of a lot of stuff is not registering for me. What the fuck was the purpose of me walking in here with the mask on? I don't get like, it. It's just compliance. It's just compliance. And it's why just... does Walmart have one door closed and this long gate that I have to walk all the way around when it's like, what is this stopping? What is this combating? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. It is just ridiculous it is so it's a lot of stuff about this i'm not getting then on top of that like you just said about the symptoms of a common cold um my same homeboy i was talking about that i had told that uh he should be more understanding he had corona and he had it for two days he was real sick and day three he was up and back and back ready and he told me straight up he was like slim this ain't nothing but another version of the flu. He was like, that's how I felt. He said, I had real bad diarrhea. I had shortness of breath. And, you know, I um, I had like a little fever. He was like, that was it. He was like, you know, uh, same way somebody with, with other illnesses probably can get the flu and pass away. That's how I felt about the COVID thing. So I don't understand why we freaking out and going crazy over this thing. I agree. Everybody like Jamila, you're not scared. Uh, scared of what? Like, what you mean? Like, I'm not scared of you. No, I'm not scared of human beings. Like, I'm not about to be in my car riding by myself with a mask on. That's just crazy. It's I'm just- gonna tell you the truth though. When it first happened, I remember I, I went to uh, I went to the Walmart trying to get something. You know, everybody was in there buying toilet paper, so I had to go to the dollar store, and they was in there buying toilet paper in there too. I forgot what I was in there getting, and. I called my homeboy. I was like, "Man, I ain't gonna lie. I'm about to go. I'm about to go to the gun store because I was like, these folks is wilding. I went to the gun store. These fools brought no. all the nine millimeter bullets. I was like, what's going on? But I started wa- freaking out. But it wasn't us that went and bought the bullets. Oh nah, it wasn't it us. Definitely was. It wasn't us. We was out buying toilet paper. Why the fuck you buying toilet paper? Oh, the like, white folks was in that gun store buying all the They was in Cabela's getting milli- guns. So they like, they was all, right, look, all the nine millimeter off, bullets. We gonna get out of here, me and my family. And what you got? Toilet paper. I couldn't find no nine millimeter bullets <laughs> nowhere. I said, "Oh, these folks is going in." So that's why I started thinking, like, "Oh, something's happening." Oh, it's definitely it's it's a spiritual warfare going on right now, and um, not to speak politics, but to speak politics a little bit because the politics has everything to do with fucking COVID nineteen. It's all politics. It's all business. It's all money. But I also hate the fact that like. Everybody made this this Corona situation a political topic. Like it's weird that. So the reason why I wear my mask is because everybody was like saying, "Oh, these Republicans are crazy. They don't want to wear their uh mask and and uh I, um out in public." And I was like, "Dang!" So if I don't wear a mask now, I'm I'm a Republican. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, we could have a whole other podcast right here, right now <laughs> on this on this topic, right? Because. Trump never told y'all to wear masks. Mm-mm. Trump said social distance. Trump never shut the country down. He didn't say none of that stuff. Everything that Donald Trump say, the media takes it and twists that shit around. He's a prick. We know this. He's a narcissist. We know this. He is the epitome of what a New Yorker 
the fuck is. He says what the <laughs> fuck he want, how he want, when he want, and he did anybody to say anything against it. You can't tell me he's not the most entertaining politician we ever had, though. Ba- Those he's, tweets he's not are a po- crazy. He's not a politician. Yeah. He's a I businessman. Agree. Yeah. And I think the sight that Americans miss is that the United States is a corporation. For sure. It is a business. Who better to run a business than a businessman? Right? Nobody's looking at this. Then. If you think about it now, because I, I was like, oh, I hate the or- Agent Orange because he just was just like irritating me with everything that he said. But when I stopped and started paying attention to what he was saying and not how he said it, it was like, well, shit, he may have a point. You know what I'm saying? Like He, <laughs> he had some pretty good points on a lot may, of things. He may have a point here. But I mean, what he once said, you started agreeing with him, people started calling you a Trump supporter. Everybody, look, bruh, listen. You are a Trump supporter. You know why, Slim? Because you're a fucking entrepreneur. If you out yeah. here trying to make business or be an entrepreneur, Trump is your guy. Period. Point. Blank. People could be mad about a whole bunch of shit. But baby, how much money was rolling through? How much money did he put out into the into our communities for us, for people? The last time we went through this, Obama bailed out corporations he he did social welfare he bailed out the big companies and gave them trillions and dollars trump Trump gave all small businesses a thousand dollars off rip period (laughs) before they even started talking about stimulus checks trump gave all small businesses a thousand dollars i woke up and was like okay i got my Dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I woke okay. up and was like, all right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Then when the stimulus check came in, I was like, hey, I don't know now. The, the, <laughs> what president have you had that actually looked out for the people like that? And then he came into office and it looked crazy to us because it's like, what the fuck? He just walked in here, he fired everybody. Well, he still think he on fucking reality show? Like you're fired. You're no, no, no. fired. I you're still fired. I still think he was tripping about about canceling the whole pandemic um um relief team, but at the same time it's like he ain't no politician. I get it, it cuz it's like who who would have thought we would have a pandemic? The politicians that planned it from 2011 to 2010, they knew. That's why Obama put it in place because they fucking knew because they planned. This is not it's a pandemic. It's so many creepy. It's so it's many creepy um, clips of like people talking about um, the the pandemic could happen and then it happened. It's like I ain't a conspiracy theorist, but I'm like stay okay, woke me, a little bit. Let me tell you something about the word conspiracy theorist. The word conspiracy theorist was formulated by the CIA. So when you had when you question something that was objective to what they wanted you to believe Mm -hmm. then you could have a word for it so instead of being a critical thinker that really thinks about the shit you're a conspiracy theorist Mm. the cia made up that term see i switched the term a little bit i call conspiracy theorists people that over question things that don't matter critical thinking i'm okay with critical thinking no i'm talking about people that's like I don't know. I can't even think of something crazy. It it's always something crazy. It's like um, moon landings, Earth flat, um, 
like stuff like stuff like this is like it's like bro we can sit and talk about this all day but what are we going to get from this <laughs> right. That's just my some thing. Stuff, with some it. stuff is like really, really far fetched. Cause like yeah. I, I'm, I'm considered a conspiracy theorist. People always like, Jamal, where you come with that shit from?" I just be thinking. But it's different. Like if you have a topic that's a conspiracy theory, like um, like they cheated in the the Gore and Bush election. I'm like, okay, we can talk about this. We can get something out of this. Or of because course, you can find you can find the numbers and you can find out where it yeah, went wrong. We at. can talk about this, and it could change some things. Just like we all know, the government conspired to kill Martin Luther King. We can the talk about that. The government conspires to kill a lot of people. Yes, um, but now moon landings being fake and Earth being flat. I don't care I don't about that. <laughs> I can care less. We're not talking about that. But guess what, people? Um, Hillary Clinton goes back to court on September 9th. Stay woke. <laughs> Pay attention to what she got going That's on. That's a conspiracy theory that 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 I've been paying attention to. Everybody saying that she has some kind of uh, child trafficking charges or something. Oh, baby. Guys, go Google. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe it. Google but I'm Pizzagate. Interested. Google Pizzagate. You're going to be like, get Shout out the- my dog, John Blue. He's 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 really up on this. Google Pizzagate. Google um, the deep state. Google emptying out the swamp. That's what Trump in there doing. Trump is in there like, oh, this what y'all was doing? All of it? You're fired. Oh, you out of here. Oh, mm. you're done. Because think about it. Again, he's not a politician. Biden been in politics for 50 years. Trump been in the house for four years. He didn't think he was going to win his fucking election. I'm glad you brought up politics, though, because it was a topic I wanted to talk to you about, but I didn't know if you really, like, got into politics. Oh, man. I, Yo, quarantine had me sitting in the house. Yo, my daughter was like, what are you doing? I had my laptop, y'all. I'm watching, sitting on the laptop. I'm reading on my phone and watching stuff on the TV. Like, yo, this is crazy. You got to be kidding me crazy. Like when they expose all of the people that are connected to what's going on, everybody going to fall a fucking bot. <laughs> black, the black community going to be devastated. Mm. Nobody going to be devastated because when they pull out and this stuff and they, they attach Obama to this stuff. Oh, they're going to be mad. They're going to be real. What do you mean a black president? And I, you know, I had to sit and think about it. I was like, man, Obama so goddamn smooth that he was talking his ass off and he was talking circles around Americans and we ain't, we ain't understand half the shit he was saying. But now that Trump come up there and Trump say exactly how the fuck he feel without a filter, it's like, oh no, he shouldn't have said that. But meanwhile, if you go back and look at some State of the Unions from Obama, you don't know what the fuck he said. <laughs> he just so smooth with it. But his you delivery know, that's is what so everybody smooth. says, like, um... His wife has a podcast, and she and she recently uh, she recently said a statement on her uh, podcast talking about how Trump isn't the person for this job. He's not the person that America needs. And you talking about Michelle? Yeah, and um, I kind of understand where she's coming from, and I agree. But at the same time, I feel like Trump opened us up for somebody that has to be more straightforward because i agree with you on the um obama thing also because it's like obama is very well spoken but 
at sometimes we don't need the person well spoken. We need the person that's that's going to tell us exactly boom, what's boom, going boom, on. Boom, boom, boom. This is and what it is. I, I'm not saying we need somebody that's going to get on TV and be like, "Well, this China virus." <laughs> not, I'm we not don't, saying we, we need that, yeah, but Trump, Trump we need something crazy, more straightforward. Yo, like Trump is real crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I be so tickled by like the little memes and stuff that people make of him. I be like, yo, y'all is funny. Hey, look, this next election is going to be the most entertaining thing on television ever. I'm talking about better than Flavor of Love, better than everything. But you know what? That's terrible because other countries are looking at us like, yeah, they laughing at us. So that's why Michelle is right also. Look at the shit show going on in America. Yeah, this is horrible. But it's going to be entertaining though. But this is horrible. Joe Biden. Choosing Kamala Harris. I ain't impressed. See, and that's what I want to talk about. Let's talk about it. All right, so Joe Biden picks uh, Kamala Harris as his running mate. I mean, his um, VP. Mm-hmm. And um, so today, I don't know if you paid attention to the news, but they've been going in today basically saying that she slept her way to the top. <laughs> I think I heard that a little bit on the um the Breakfast Club this morning. Oh yeah, Charlemagne was talking about the donkey of the day stuff with her. With uh it it basically came from like a photographer or whatever and he basically said that uh she slept her way to the top and blah blah blah. blah. But Charlemagne whole take about it. First off, I want to talk about that a little bit. Their radio show has turned years ago turned into a very liberal show. And I do not like listening to shows that's one-sided. I need someone that's going to just deliver the news to me and let me form my opinion. I don't like people that's trying to swing me in in, in one direction. And that's what Charlemagne does. Yes, and I don't like it. And I'm also not a Charlemagne fan anymore because um, I love to see growth in people. But what Charlemagne has become is weird to me. Like, he does weird stuff like a rapper uh, come on the, <laughs> the show and he'll be like, Dang, it's 2020. We still calling women bitches. And it's like, bro, where did that come from? What are you talking about? Like, rap music is rap music, bro. What is you talking about, bro? <laughs> like, I get where he coming from, but it's like, and then the whole, okay, we just did a whole uh, spill about uh, mental health that I loved, but he throws it in at the wrong time sometimes. Like, he did an interview with Snoop Dogg I seen, and first question he asked was, so Snoop, how's your mental health? Like, damn, that's not how you start an interview. Yeah, like, bruh, Snoop is all right. <laughs> Trust me, Snoop is Snoop good. Snoop smoking weed every day. He good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so on this donkey of the day, he was talking about Camilla Harris, and um, he basically was saying how, yeah, I knew her as a black woman that they was going to come up because it's so hard being a black woman that they're, uh, they view w- white women as pure and black women, they're going to always try to make them out to be these sluts and all this and all that. And um, it could be some truth behind the things he was saying. But I was like, why did you automatically go there? Then on top of that, let's talk about the black woman thing a little bit. Like, <laughs> you know he, what I'm he, saying? In, he interviewed her. So he should he should have been able to speak from an educated place because he actually interviewed her. Uh-huh. So he shouldn't have went to that. He should have went to what he talked about and the points that he got from her interview i'm not uh i feel like it was i just feel like it was an emotional decision and that joe biden picked her so that he can get the black vote yes and get the black woman's vote because the black woman is the uh uh 
most educated person in America right right now. Like we out here getting degrees, doing making businesses, For starting sure. businesses. We out here getting to it. So I think he felt like if I can get another woman that they can, that they can. Uh, People want a Stacey Abrams though. Yeah, but I don't. Pre, vice president, I don't know. And even even her vice president, I'm still like not like. I this is my personal feeling. You know, she's a professional. She's she's a attorney, and they are taught to. <laughs> they are the best liars mm-hmm. in the world. Like they can convince you that I didn't kill Jermaine when. You got evidence that I motherfucking killed Jermaine, but she about to come out guns blazing that that's not what I did. I just had to tell somebody that recently about a defense attorney I know, and I was telling them, I was like, you know, the one thing about defense attorneys that people always fail to, to like, just realize is that it's their job to always defend their defendant, I mean, their uh, client, and ignore <laughs> ignore the fact if they did this or not a per- perfect person we could talk about is the guy from power that was um 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 ghost ghost attorney how much yeah, stuff did proctor. he proctor had, i mean not proctor uh, it was proctor okay okay proctor had to do proctor knew so much but he could never dime ghost out because that was his client yeah like he knew he done went and killed off the whole the Attorney whole client privileges. Whole, yeah, he couldn't go in there and be like, yo, this is what happened. And he never, he Proctor never told on Ghost. Because he knew Ghost, would, if he knew if he said one thing that he had, that Ghost confided in him with, Ghost was coming to kill Proctor ass. Hands down. But he's a, that's what he do. So he out here lying professionally. He got this nigga to where he was running for fucking what ghost was running for like the uh uh the state seat or the senator like, stuff count, governor like, he was running for governor like yeah some kind bruh. of council or something so i just don't i i just i just i'm just not with her <laughs> this and, ghost was a politician <laughs> right ghost was turning in from being the biggest dope man in the city <laughs> to being a politician because his attorney held all his secrets mm-hmm. all of them so I just I'm not with her. Something about her her spirit isn't uh pure to me. I agree. So it's not that I I don't want to say that she's not qualified because I haven't dug into what her career is and what she's done and what she's achieved and what she's accomplished. So I can't say that. But what I can say as a black woman is that it's something about that woman's spirit that ain't right for me. And they said she ran as as um Asian American before too. Yeah, and I, I'm just like, hmm, I'm really questioning. I, I just I just don't I'm just not I'm not sold on her at I can't all. wait till the debate when they start talking about mass incarceration. Trump um, is gonna cook their ass on that he shit. He gonna cook her ass with them three strikes that she been giving out in uh-huh. fucking California. Stopping yeah. frisk. Trump is gonna cook their ass. So I'm interested to see how it goes, but I was not impressed by his pick as a black woman um, because I'm not choosing her um, because she's a black woman. Um, I am now educated as a voter to vote for my interests and what's going to benefit me and my family and my community. I'm no longer voting because you have the same color of skin as I have. 
Um, and we all need to be responsible voters and vote your interests. Vote what matters to you. Do not vote based off of, oh, you look like me. Because you know that people that look like you don't always have the best interests for you. So what's up with everybody wanting to vote black or like uh, Blue was on my show a couple times. He basically was saying how when he was young, when he was younger, his mom told him to go into the voting booth and just check all the way down for Democrat. What's up with black people and this Democrat stuff? <laughs> we don't know no better. <laughs> we don't know no better. And and to if, if we knew that the Republican Party, when it was started, was started by 120 black men, the Republican Party, let me repeat, the Republican Party started by 120 black men. Mm-hmm. And they were out here getting to the bag because Republicans is about money. Remember, we built this country. This country was built on the backs of slaves. So we know how to go out and get to it. They didn't know how to go out and get to it. So when they seen that the Republican Party was growing and that wealth was coming into the communities of black people, they created the Democratic Party and the KKK. They Mm -hmm. created this. They created the police. The police were created to uh, capture slaves. That's what the police were created to do once you was told that you was free or if you left and you wasn't supposed to and you was running away they sent the police after you which were slave catchers Mm. the kkk is infiltrated in the the police departments are infiltrated with the kkk like it's just so much like if we we just gotta be educated and not just go in there and vote democratic and vote your interest but they set you up though slim because look what they do so they make you pick when you go to vote so either you're gonna pick and take this ballot for the democrats or you're gonna take this ballot for the republicans but what if i want to vote democrat democrat republican republican democrat republican you don't even have the leisure to do that because of how they have the ballot set up so it's something that guys please 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 do research and dig into it um even though my personal belief is that the presidential race is like it is what it is yeah that's mine's also vote locally like i vote i i make it my business now to make sure that i vote locally because if i get locked up I need to know that the DA is on my side. <laughs> I need to know that the sheriff is looking out for me and my people. Like I yeah. need to know that the, I could call a commissioner if some shit go wrong. Like, hey, commissioner so-and-so, I'm constituent with Jamila Dukes, and this is what I'm calling. I have an issue with this, this, this. Like, so if you... And you can actually reach out to these people nationally. Nationally. Like, make them accountable. Like, if you got an issue with some stuff that's going on, Pick up, go and go and find your state representatives. You put them there. They work for you. They work for you. And I think that we are just so uneducated about it because I was and I did like everybody. You, black, you a Democrat. So just going <laughs> in and you don't know who the you fuck black, you voting you for. You black, you a Democrat. You just going in and click. Please don't do that. No longer. Vote your interests. Vote what matters to you. 
Look up the person, Google the person, shit, call them, email them. You got personal questions, ask them. All of that information is online for you to have access to. So question these people. And when you call them, just be like, hey, I'm constituent Jamila Dukes or whoever the hell you is. And ask questions and talk to them because they have to give you an answer because you elected them to represent the people. And you are the people. I definitely want to get somebody on my show that's a diehard Democrat and ask them why are they so so invested on Biden knowing he's incompetent. I can't wait to get somebody on. I got somebody in mind, but I don't know if they'll do it yet. Huh. After they see this one, I think they will, though, because you know, everybody think I'm like a wild card. So, oh, really? Yeah, so it's good I'm, I got I'm you on here because you just gave me a great podcast. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm out there, too, and a whole lot of lit. They be like, I have an older, um, I call her mom. She's from Trinidad, and all she watches, like CNN, MSNBC. Like, she's really the reason why I am more dedicated into politics and looking into it like mm-hmm. locally and paying attention to it because she'll she'll rip me a new asshole she'll be like how are you gonna complain about this i'm like okay ma okay 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 so i literally like now when the elections come up um i usually go live or i'll find i have friends that are into politics and i'll get them and we'll go over the ballot like mm. and just share the ballot with the people like this is what this is who we run this is who we about to go vote for you choose this is where you could go get this information from this is where you could go get the sample ballot from um because we are so uneducated about it and we put people in place and we give people power and authority that don't need it for sure right and people need to do their research and read about how Biden and and um, Camilla Harris are definitely against guns. And we live in the South, so. And I, I also told people that's exactly why Stacey Abrams lost that uh the uh run for, uh, uh the run for um governor. I kept telling everybody I was like, dog, there's no way in hell she's she's winning governor in Georgia, and she's against guns. I went to a gun range yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you should. I think that with guns, you have to be. Uh, you have to be very cautious and smart about usage of guns. A lot of people don't understand what, sure. know, what the fuck they doing with it. It ain't no play play thing. That's some real life shit that you got going on. You put a gun in your hand. Yeah. So it should probably be some. I don't. I don't know. I think that the rules are probably okay in Georgia when it comes to guns. It's just that our people won't go out and fill out the paper. Yes. And go down there and do the proper process to just get, get you one. a license to carry. Just get a license to carry. That's all you got to do. It's. I, I had. A, I have a friend that's a businessman, and he told me the reason why black people suffer in so many ways in business is because we won't file the paperwork and we won't read. Speaking of that, I was just having this conversation with my mom yesterday. That's a very important point. And my mom was talking about how in her state, a business license costs X amount of dollars. And I was like, Mom, and you know how like parents ain't they know it all. But okay. I was like, Mom, let me tell you something. Business license costs $100. I don't, get, I don't care where you at. A business license costs $100. And I was like, it's crazy how many people don't know that. So they go to these third-party sites and they be like, uh, register your business for $650. I'm yeah. like, bruh. Give me six hundred fifty dollars. You, if that's what you think. Yes, it's a yeah. hundred dollars. I think it's one twenty five on um on the um Georgia uh, Secretary of State because uh, you have to register yourself as a as a signee or something to register your own business. But 
and for the people listening, this is some free game. And Trent was just telling me stop giving out free game. But Trent, I love Trent. <laughs> that's my dog, man. It's the nah, funny thing about Trent. We used to beef when we was young. Then we just randomly ran into each other, and he just looked at me and was like, "You know, I ain't got a reason not to like you." <laughs> he is so. I love Trent. Yeah, Trent cool as hell. But locally, you can go to the uh, commissioner building. And all you have to do is just walk in there, tell them you need to register a business, fill out the paperwork, give it to them. They're going to call you back in two to three days and give you a business license. It's a hundred dollar fee when you come in to get the business license. That's it. I don't know why people don't know this. Yeah. And I, I did it. And it was a simple thing for me. And to add on to his, if you live, if you own your home, you can just use your home address as yes. your home. Um, for me, I live in an apartment building. My apartment complex would not allow me to use my address as a business because then I would have had to register it. Um, and my neighbors, I would have had to get consent for my neighbors. It was a whole bunch of extra shit. Yeah. But. If you have a friend that is a business owner that has a location, if that friend agrees to let you utilize their space, they can write you a note and say that they are renting you the space for a dollar a year. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is get it notarized and take it downtown and you uh, can register your business. That's and all exactly. this stuff we're talking about is easy peasy. It's not nothing they go behind and check. <laughs> uh, I did. I, the lady that, cause I was having a hiccup with my apartment. The lady was like, well, you know what? Do you have any friends that own any businesses? I was like, I have a lot of friends that own businesses. She said, well, do you think that one of them, unless you use their space and just say that they rent it out to you for a dollar? I was like, for a dollar, that's it. And she was like, yeah, just get write the letter and just have them sign it. And I did exactly that. And what happened um, after that was they did have to send a fire inspector out to inspect the space to make sure that it was proper for them to give me a license in the space. And I paid for the inspector to come out. So my license was a little bit more because I had to pay the fee for the um, fire inspector to come out. Because it depends on what type of business that you Uh have. But it was simple, easy peasy. I just filed for my LLC online, $100 and... It came right through. And the EIN number is free, too. These sites y'all are going to and they're charging for EIN numbers. That should be illegal, by the way. It's a lot of shit that should be illegal. But, I mean. Charging folks for some free services? That's wild. If people going to pay for it. If people going to pay you for it. Me, my conscience just won't let me do that to somebody. Don't get me wrong, like, I would feel okay if somebody wanted to pay me money to register their business just because they didn't know how to do it and, and, and don't want to figure it out. I would feel okay with it. But me just, like, trying to take money from people because... Starting a business to do yeah, it. Yeah. It just it feel kind of weird because people told me to do it, too. They were like, Slim, you know so much about business. Why not, you know, start a, a business consultant, uh, uh, whatchamacallism, and I'm like... I just wouldn't feel comfortable, dog. I'm just not comfortable with that. Listen, this is what E.T. said. You have to know your worth. And people pay for what it is that they can't do. So if it's something, a service that you can provide that somebody else going to pay you for, why not? You're not stealing from them because you're giving them a value. That's true. But with that being said, 
uh, no more DMing me asking me about podcasts and photography stuff. I'm charging from now on because the same people that'll blow you up asking for all this will be the same people to go online dissing you. So I'm not doing that no more. For now on, you can DM me and I'll tell you exactly what you need to start a podcast or to start a photography business. But you're going to have to cash out me $50 before I DM you back. Uh, Consultation (laughs) fee. Yeah, $50. That's all you got to give me, $50. I'll answer whatever questions you got for one hour. (laughs) So, so So how about you just even make it a webinar? I should for real. And charge people. Because I'm really I'm really tired of at first, like, and Maine was talking to me about this. At first, I was on some stuff like, you know, when I first started this, Maine helped me out a lot. So I was like, whoever hit me up and asked me this, asked me that, I got you. No problem. Now I'm like, man, you'll sit here and help people all day and then they just start doing weird stuff. They start wanting to diss you and you know, they start making posts about you. It's like, dog, I, I just was helping you. And I didn't want anything. I didn't say nothing about you. Then you just randomly dissed me. It That's weird. Like that. people, how soon people forget, right? Yeah. That you needed me just two days ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now you dissing me. Uh, but yeah, you got anything else you need to hit on before we get out of here? Um, again, I would just like to drop that, guys. I am a life coach. And if you guys are interested in getting to know your personality and behavior style, um, please, please, please hit me up. Let's consult. Let me help you become the best version of yourself. As I say, evolve with us. And you can email me at elite life consulting at gmail.com. Again, that is elite life consulting at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to be back here talking with Slim soon. So we'll be back and we'll I'll have some more stuff to uh, share with y'all then. But just follow me on Jamila, Jamila Deuce on all platforms. I tried to make it simple. Um, I was thinking about changing my name, but I think I'm going to just leave it as Jamila Dukes on all platforms. That's <laughs> J-A-M-I-L-A-H-D-U-K-E-S on all platforms. And I look forward to connecting with some of y'all. Let's get some stuff going on. Well, yeah, this is another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. I got to thank Jamila for giving me this very dope podcast, man. And we out. We out.